1: To the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rosudo. I want to talk about Zay Flowers, who's actually my number two ranked wide receiver in this draft class. Um Mel Kuyper hasn't gone to the Steelers at number 17. Uh that's something that I don't personally see. I think you know they have Beyonce, yeah. they have Pickens. I think they'll be alright. And also the Steelers have been really good. At drafting, you know, Steelers. Uh, I'm sorry, wide receivers later on, and kind of hitting. They're one of the best teams, if not the best teams, at drafting wide receiver. They yeah. know what they're doing. Um, Todd McShay has Zay Flowers going to the Seahawks at 20. Jeremiah has uh, Zay Flowers going to the Chargers at 21. Uh, as the third has his third wide receiver off the board. Both Mel Kiper and Todd McShay have Zay Flowers as their second wide receiver off the board behind JSN uh Zerline has him going to 22 to the Ravens which would be crazy cuz then yeah. think about it they have Bateman, OBJ and now Flowers like all of a sudden you're like oh okay you got a mm-hmm. little bit of a wide receiver core here and plus Mark Andrews so okay and Lamar I- I'm if, he's all back, for that. if he's back if he's back and got a little pass heavy co- uh offensive coordinator now yeah. you know okay not, not not
0: the ground and pound of we're looking a Roman little injury. different. That's gonna be great. We're
1: looking a little different now. Okay, this this team could look a little sleeper passing offense. You know what I'm saying? And I, I want to I I, I want to keep hearing the comments. Like Ben Roethlisberger just said recently on a podcast that you 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 shouldn't be afraid of Lamar Jackson picking you apart when he's sitting in the pocket. He just I said personally that. am. <laughs> I personally. Yeah. am. and it's but- like, all right, that's cool. I'm I'll be drafting these guys. I'll be drafting Lamar. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. That's for damn sure. Well think Lamar's
0: gonna be at a discount. Would that be that would easily be the best wide receiver core he's had in his time with Baltimore, right? And on top of that, he
1: doesn't have a run heavy coordinator.
0: Yeah, like without a doubt. Like, could you imagine? That would do
1: wonders. He was uh, by the way, Greg Roman. I want him to sign as the offensive coordinator. Like whoever drafts Anthony Richardson. Just fire your offensive coordinator and just hire Greg Roman because yeah. like he will get the most out of Anthony Richardson from day one. Mm-hmm. Lamar, he did it with Lamar while Lamar was still developing and he developed into a damn good passer. And then he did it with, remember Colin Kaepernick when he was with him in San Francisco? Yep. I, I think Greg Roman might not be able to have these guys hit their like maximum ceilings, but he's able to get a lot out of these guys, especially in the beginning of their careers. Um, So I think he's, he'll be the perfect guy for Anthony Richardson to not only develop, uh, but also kind of be able to kind of have a productive, help him, uh, you know, lead a productive offense. So that'll be kind of interesting. But, uh, but Zay Flowers, man, uh, I want to, you know, I think, you know, he's, he's my number two guy. I think a couple of these guys agree with me. Uh, But, you know, the Seahawks, you know, at 20, like, so So the range for four of five of these guys is between 17 and 22, which, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, for Dynasty rookie drafts, that means that you kind of have to prioritize they have flowers. Okay. Yeah. Remember, Jahan Dotson was taken uh, in the middle of the first round last year, kind of slept on, and he had, you know, a pretty good rookie season, right? Yeah. Uh, especially be- Outside in the, the beginning injury. before. Yeah. Before he got hurt, you know, touchdowns every week. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty uh, so pretty he was much. doing his thing. So Zay Flowers, you know, can do something similar. I'm a big fan of his game. Um, and yeah, dude, like I would love to see him at, at you know, a, a Charger to, to be compared mm-hmm. to Justin Herbert. I think that would be awesome. Um, and, you know, when he, if he goes to the Seahawks, it'll be interesting to see you know, if he's able to garner some target share, you know, yeah. away from the other two guys. Um, but I think char- and if he's on the Chargers, listen, man, I would not be surprised. It's Keenan Allen, number one, Zay Flowers, number two, and Mike Williams, number three, in terms of target share. I wouldn't be surprised, even in year one.
0: I I could absolutely see that. I'd like to see him more on the Chargers than the Seahawks, personally, because I think the Seahawks, their wide receiver room is already pretty crowded. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are both very good. Um, So I I wouldn't want to really see him go there. But Zay Flowers, you know, if you take out that 17, him going to Steelers and Kuiper's draft, like you said, that range that you're talking about goes from 17 to 22 to 20 to 22. You know, that's right. what we're pretty confident. He's going to land on one of these teams here. I don't want it to be the Seahawks. I think the Chargers, like you said, are the ones where I want to see him land. Um, the Ravens would be cool. I know we just went on the whole talk about that, but I think he'd maximize his own value as a receiver in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert, like you said, um, and Keenan Allen, he's getting older. And for me, when I watch Zay Flowers, flyers, he kind of reminds me of Keenan Allen just a little yeah. bit. That's too. That. So like, I feel like he could easily just like once Keenan Allen decides either he's going to retire or he's moved because you know he's getting too expensive that kind of thing, his contract runs out. I could see him just stepping right into that role, you know, yeah. for the Chargers, and then maybe if he signs a second contract there, you know, like I think that would just be like replace Keenan Allen with Keenan Allen, but he's named Zay Flowers. Right. So I, I think that's totally a feasible thing. And I actually kind of rooting for that to happen now. I like it because then
1: you you get Justin Herbert a reliable target who can separate man zone coverage on the slot outside as a flanker. I think that'll be awesome. I think he can be army knife. (laughs) Yeah, I think he can be like a Devontae Smith type of player in in the league. You know, to be honest. Um, Now these other wide receivers, real quick. You know, Mel Kuiper has Jordan Addison going to the Chargers. You know, instead of Zay Flowers, and I can see that Mel Kuyper has uh, Addison as his uh, third wide receiver off the board. Um, because he had as if I was going to the Steelers at 17. So, uh, I wouldn't mind that either. I think Addison is, is a similar player, you know, a good player in man and zone coverage as well. So I, I, I like Addison, um, you know, to, to go, you know, either one, honestly, you both, we gotta obviously, you know, uh, have both these guys, you know, in the middle of that first round in your dynasty rookie drafts, uh, you know, Jordan Addison is my number three ranked wide receiver. Uh yeah. so you know, both and these guys are pretty close, you know, to be honest with you. It's like JSN, there's a tier break, and then it's like Zay Jones and Jordan Addison are kind of in, in a Zay similar Jones. tier four. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's <laughs> a lot of Zays, man. There's a lot of Zays. Yeah, Zay suddenly Flowers. there's a
0: bunch of Zays. <laughs>
1: um you know, and and uh, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, Jordan Addison, you know, has he has has him going to the Seahawks at 20, and Renner has him going to the Vikings at 23. Uh, which I love. I would love a wide receiver to go to the Vikings to complement Justin Jefferson. I think you know it'll yeah. it'll help Jefferson. Obviously, it'll also help that other wide receiver. You know whether it's Addison or Flowers that goes to the Vikings. You know obviously we mentioned the the 17 to 22 range, but if they pass up on Zay Flowers, I think the Vikings at 23 is also an option, right? So like just just kind of extend that range out just by another pick, and I think Jordan Addison. You know can be there. Um, do yeah. you have any strong
0: opinions about you know Zay Flowers versus Jordan Addison at all? I'm <laughs> I'm viewing them pretty similarly, especially when we talk yeah. about the Vikings. If Jordan Addison is or Zay Flowers go there, I'm gonna look at them pretty much identically in terms of right. their fantasy value. The only sure. receiver that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense, I wouldn't be really happy about going there, would be Quentin Johnson. I don't right. think Me his too. game would complement Justin Jefferson's really at all. Um, you know, he's a bigger receiver. Yeah. I'm not in on the hype. I don't think any of these guys, um, these mock experts that we have, follow PFF very much because PFF loves Quentin Johnston. But um, a lot of like Jeremiah McShay, Zerline, Kyper, they all have him going back end of the first round. And I think one of them even has him going, going Kuyper, in the second round.
1: Kuiper had him going to the Cardinals at 34, so early second round. Now Johnson, right. in the beginning of the draft season, you could have said that, you know, a lot of people had him over JSN, right? Which I thought yeah. was crazy. I mm-hmm. thought it was crazy, and we talked about this. I was like, listen, man, Jay is saying, like, the fact that he was able to perform, like, it all comes down to, like, dude, all three. Of, there was three balls at Ohio State. Who was the best one? You
0: mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
1: And, like, that is such a, in, a data point to, like, hold on to. You have to. Like, you have to. Like, that has to be, like, your rock-solid, like, mainstay right there. But Johnston, right. man, I'll, I'll say this, man. Like, in the beginning of the process, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I kind of like this guy because – The analytics, and it makes sense that PFF likes him. It makes Mm -hmm. makes sense that Renner has him going the earliest out of all these guys because he checks a lot of the analytical boxes. Here's the thing. Johnson can run run deep. He can make plays downfield, and he's a big receiver. And the fact that he has the yak ability that he does at his size is rare. Right? So not only that, he broke out at 19. He had a decent dominator rating throughout his career. Yards per route run were up there. Was up there. So he has a lot, he checks a lot of those boxes. However, mm-hmm. when you watch him play, he's not a good contested catch player. He doesn't catch with his hands. You talk about his pro day, you know, when things are set up for you, you're dropping balls at your pro day, not what you want to see with teams watching you, you know, when you're not even in pads. That's not yeah. good, man. You know, so the teams are going to be turned off by that. And I, and I kind of lean towards him going the end of the second round ra- and end of the first round, beginning of second. So him going to the Cardinals at 34, I can understand that, especially with the Cardinals shopping DeAndre Hopkins, you know, yep. I can understand him like getting out of the first round. And because of that, you kind of have to adjust. I actually have Josh Downs ahead of Quentin Johnson. He's my number, Quentin Johnson, my number five ranked wide receiver at this point. You know, yeah. I like Josh Downs more just because he's just a better player. I think he's a good slot player who could, you know, play against man coverage. You know, and yeah. Josh Downs, he's going to be a second round player according to Kyper, McShea, and Renner. They're all going between fifty four and fifty nine. Renner has him going to the Chargers at fifty four. Obviously, not picking a first round wide receiver. Todd no. Mache has him going to the Giants. Of course, Mache has the Giants picking up yet another slot wide receiver. <laughs> uh, and then Mel Kyper uh, has well, him. How going are they going to the replace Bills.
0: Richie James? Listen, man,
1: if Downs <laughs> makes it to the Bills at fifty nine, or if Bills end up trading up a couple picks for Josh Downs, ooh, yeah. ooh. <laughs> man I'll be all over that dude you, you know what I'm saying like I, I would love it listen I love Khalil Shakir he's my guy but Josh Downs like he he would be my dude and yeah. say, say bye bye to Gabe Davis okay yeah, that's what like anyway any more thoughts on Josh Downs or Quentin Johnston
0: just Quentin Johnston you know, I think he fits a very specific role in an offense. You know, he's just a bigger body receiver. I think it wouldn't be as close as it is a discussion between Quentin Johnson and Josh Downs. If Josh, da- Josh Downs wasn't as small as he is. If Josh Downs was like 5'10, 5'11, right. I think he's head and shoulders above Quentin Johnson these mocks, and I wouldn't be surprised. But you know, it's just the way that they're going to fit their different roles are completely opposite players. You know, one can create to- a bunch of separation Go ahead. This I'm sorry, this draft
1: has like a bunch of smaller receivers. Like it's all about like the route running and the yak and that right. sort of thing. You know, Johnson's it's, like the only big receiver in this top, you know, few five or six guys.
0: Yeah, and you won't you won't even hear about Nathaniel Dell in these mocks no. either. You know, he's more like the third round, but he, he's interesting to me. You know, another small receiver, he, he looks quick. He, he's pretty He's that fast. small, he's super small. Yeah. <laughs> but but he's probably like the best
1: class. He might be the best route runner in the class, though. Like yeah. he he knows how to separate. I saw it firsthand at the senior bowl. The dude was awesome.
0: Yeah. It's just his size is interesting. Like was Tavon Austin even that small? I don't think he was. I don't think so. I think that's <laughs> bigger than him. Yeah. That's just crazy to think about. Um, but
1: McShay M- 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 had Johnston going to the Ravens. I don't love that at all, honestly. Like I don't, I don't like that move. Um, mm-hmm. Jeremiah has him going to the Bills. It's like at that point, just keep Gabe Davis. But the only thing, with, yeah. like the thing with Johnston, like okay, like uh, let me not get carried away. I think Johnson's an upgrade, <laughs> you know, over Gabe Davis just because of the fact that you know he's able to pick up some yards after the catch. Um, mm-hmm. Davis isn't really that type of player. Um, Zerline had a mock to the Cowboys, dude.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's that.
1: yeah. I'd rather get like, like a, a good separator, right? A guy who can mm-hmm. run, run routes, right? Move I get him it. Out the slot if you need to.
0: I get it with zero line because Dallas doesn't really have like a big receiver. They haven't had right. that since Dez Bryant, but yeah. I don't think there's a need for that on their offense. Like, I, if I'm going to add a big receiver, I'd much rather add it in the form of a Michael Mayer, who can also go down and block and, and do that kind of thing. We have Brandon Cooks already; he can be a deep threat. Like, we have guys that can do the thing. CeeDee Lamb obviously is great. There's no reason to draft a Quentin Johnson. If you're going to draft a big body receiver, take tight end Michael Mayer, who can do much better for you. I, I, that's just the way I feel about it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Um, Let's talk about Jalen Hyatt. You know, his range is all over the place. Oh, yeah. you know, and, it, and it has been from the start of the draft. And one thing that I learned uh, after talking to a lot of smart people this offseason is that Tennessee's offense is a mirage. Okay, and, and we're talking about the we're talking about college football. We're not talking the about volunteers. Yeah. the volunteers. They are, that offense is just different. Jalen Hyatt is somebody who lined up off the line and in stack formations, almost 90%, like a, a lot. Okay. Like that yeah. might be a little high, but a lot. And he's not somebody who can separate, you know, with these other guys. His speed is absolutely ridiculous. There's no doubt that he could take the top off of defense and he's probably more valuable to an NFL team than he is to us fantasy players because I think his ceiling is like Deshaun Jackson. But he's not somebody who will be getting like eight targets a game. He might get like five targets a game. And that might be enough because he can get you know 75 yards and a touchdown for you. But is that the type of player that we should be chasing in Dynasty? I don't think
0: so. That is perfect, what you just laid out. Does it sound like Will Fuller? Like, that's just me. Will Fuller would
1: be, I think an even higher ceiling than Deshaun Jack. Uh, well, okay. No, uh, Deshaun Jackson was a better player than Will yeah. Fuller when it was all said and done. Um, I guess the archetype would be higher in terms of like Will Fuller was able to command targets at a better rate than Jackson was at times. Will Fuller mm-hmm. was able to develop into more, a, a little bit more of a complete receiver than Deshaun Jackson. Um, right. But, you know, I can understand that comp, though, because Jalen Hyatt can potentially develop into that and become a little bit more of a possession. Like, are you going to be able to, you know, is is every defensive back just going to play back on you? Right. Are are they just going to give you 15 yards, you know, or 10 yards every time you line up? And, you know, if they're worried about you potentially doing some stuff underneath or intermediate, then they might come up on you and, you know, press you up that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, then you have more in your tool belt and you'll become a better receiver because of it, because they're afraid that like, you know, maybe you will, you know, you know, run an in instead of a a nine and that sort of thing. And, you know, that's what it comes down to, to me. And I don't think he has that in his tool belt just yet. So his, you know, 55 to Detroit. That's where Mel Kiper has. him. I don't really understand that because you have Jameson Williams. So why would you do that? Uh, Tom O'Shea had him at 33 to the Texans. I can understand that, you know, to get that field stretcher, um, you know, and if they end up drafting two wide receivers, like, you know, they, they end up with their quarterback. They end up with JSN in the, in, you know, in the, at what, what are they at 12 at 12. Yeah. um, And then they go Jalen Hyatt at 33. Like that'd be kind of crazy, but I kind of like it at the same time uh, mm. because, you know, you stretch the field for a JSN and now you're like, okay, like that's, that's, I can see that pairing kind of work. And then, Zerline had him at 21 to the Chargers, which I think is way too early. Like, I don't I of don't course. like that move.
0: If any um, mock was gonna happen that early, it's gonna be Zerline. All <laughs> right. <laughs> like the list goes on and on. <laughs> I want to
1: quickly mention Jonathan Mingo, dude. <clears throat> Jonathan Mingo um is built like a tank. Like he's a big dude. Um, yeah. he's not necessarily tall. I think he's only 6'2, but he's like 225. Yeah. That's probably what he's what he plays at. He, play, he plays at 230. And I think his official listing was at 220, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But he's a big guy. Now, his college production profile isn't that great, unfortunately. However, um, you know, he's somebody that teams have fallen in love with. He's an uber athlete. He's like in the 98th or 99th percentile among wide receivers, like yeah. ever, who have tested in the combine. So he's an extremely good athlete. I was at the senior bowl. He was probably one of the most productive wide receivers there in practice. He was he was getting he was catching everything. He was getting open. And he was not somebody that I was looking at, man. I was looking at all the other guys. The guys I was interested the guys I was interested in. I was looking mm-hmm. at those guys. But every time I'm like, I have my camera out, I'm looking at those guys. I ended up getting clips of Mingo. So now mm-hmm. I gotta go back in all of my clips and get all my Mingo clips because I wasn't looking for the dude. You know, and right. it's funny because you know that a player is popping off if you're not even looking for him, right? And he was That's that guy, <laughs> you know? And I was never big on him because he does not, his analytic profile is absolutely terrible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, breakout age, all that. Like, it just, well, actually, was his, uh, hold on, I, I want to double check that part because I could, yeah, no, breakout age was 21, which is not good. Um, and, you know, dominated rating never went over 25%. You know, he was looking like a third round wide receiver, but now it's looking like he could potentially make his way into the first round, uh, I'm yeah. sorry, into the second round. Yeah, I was say uh, second which would be round, interesting. Maybe Cowboys at 58. Now, if you're ta- yeah. if you're asking me, go for him at 58 rather than Quentin Johnson in the first round. That would be oh, yeah. way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, McShay had him going to the Chiefs at 63, which I yeah. also that would be also pretty interesting as well because the Chiefs don't really have that type of receiver. So, mm-hmm. and it will kind of complement what they have pretty well. Um, so mingo to the cowboys man as a number three i think that'll be pretty solid and you know unfortunately you know it looks like the cowboys might be trying to replace michael gallup here
0: yeah i mean they signed him to that contract he's locked in for this season at least um yeah. you know i'm not too worried about him taking snaps away from anybody if they would draft like a jonathan mingo i was going to say like jonathan mingo is somebody i was looking at for Dallas in the second round because with mingo you mentioned the analytics being bad all that stuff but you look at the tools, like you said, the athletic profile, yeah. you're drafting the tools, not with the tools built in college. You know what I'm saying? You're looking say this. for the future. I'll
1: say this also. Th- he pops on film. When you watch yeah. him, he pops. Like uh contested catches, number one. Number two, yards at the contact. Like he's just a big guy. He runs like you know, like think of like Debo Samuel, like 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 type of player. Yeah. Like that's kind of how what I see when I'm watching him play. So I I kind of I kind of get it, and I understand it now. Um, I wasn't on board earlier on because, like, you know, I'm a big analytics guy, you know, admittedly. Mm. But, you know, the more I watch and the more people are forcing me to watch, I'm like, okay, I, I can kind of see it now, you know? Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's quickly hit on – we're running out of time here. Let's quickly hit on a couple of these other running backs. Zach Charbonnet, Mel Kiper has him going to the Bengals at 60. Todd McShea has him going to the Bears at 53. Listen, man, if Charbonnet goes to the Bengals, bye-bye, Joe Mixon. Hello, Zach Charbonnet. Yeah. I would love that. That is an ideal ideal landing spot for me.
0: Mm -hmm. I I, I pin that, too, as an intriguing landing spot. I call it intriguing, but you are saying ideal. I think you're even a step ahead of me in terms of your excitement (laughs) if he would land there. But um, you just consider a situation around Joe Mixon. You know, recently they weren't even running the ball very well last season when Joe Mixon was playing. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. But he's not much of a pass catcher, Charbonnet, but he'd be a great option. And on an offense that has a scoring power, like the Bengals, like if you want to talk about a running back that can make an instant impact, especially in terms of fantasy, like Charbonnet going to Bengals, that would be, like you said, you now you're talking me into it, ideal. Like that's exactly that's what you're looking thing- for.
1: The good thing with Charbonnet is that he's a decent pass blocker. He has pass catching chops. You know, he just wasn't super efficient in college. But at the end of the day, like he got better his senior year and he has one of the highest reception totals. Among all these running backs, it's just that he wasn't right. too efficient with it. But he has the chops, like, and I compare his receiving chops to like David Montgomery, right? Somebody yeah. who is capable but won't, m- might not be super efficient. But at the end of the day, like, if you're good at pass blocking, you'll be on the field for those plays. And if you're capable in the receiving game, you can catch the ball. You can be dependent on. UCLA trusted him in that department. And if mm-hmm. that's the case, he goes. If he goes to the Bengals, bye bye, Joe Mixon. Yeah, hello. And Samson exactly. like Piran's
0: gone too. So like. Exactly. Like, there's exactly. No competition, really.
1: No Samaje Perine to take away those snaps on on later downs. Um, I I gotta hit on Jameer Gibbs before we get out of here. Mel Kiper has him, um, has the Eagles trading up to Seattle's number thirty seventh pick overall. Uh, obviously, in this scenario, Seattle also traded up into the first round to grab a hand Hooker, which I hope they don't do. I yeah. hope that's that's. I don't think that's a good idea. However. I, I can see Gibbs going to the Eagles. I, I, I don't see the fit personally, especially if you're look, thinking long term. But at the end of the day, he's a weapon and yeah. they can probably figure out how to use that weapon. You know, we have to keep in mind where Nick Sirianni came from, what coaching tree he's from, and they could definitely use a running back in the passing game. And I think it could definitely happen. So I, I, I would I think this would be fine. And obviously, you know, you, you kind of wonder, like, you know, we haven't really seen them use a pass catching running back a whole lot, so you wonder how this is going to impact him. Obviously, with Jameer Gibbs, uh, I'm sorry, with Jalen Hurts, he's a rushing quarterback. You know, those reception numbers would probably be a lot higher with a pack with a pocket quarterback. Um, yeah. So that's an interesting one. Uh, McShay had him going to the, the Cardinals at 34. I wouldn't mind that because I think. um you know I think in terms of like who's a rushing quarterback I think you know obviously at the beginning of the part of the year you might have Kyler Murray hurt a little bit he might not play but Kyler Murray is way more prone to not run and to check it down than Jalen hurts would so I kind of mm-hmm. like that I kind of would like yeah. that move right there and then Renner had him going to the Dolphins at number 41 so if you land if you if he if he doesn't go and he lasts all the way to 41 I kind of like that dude uh, I think that would be a good move for the Dolphins
0: I, that that would just be Jay out of electric little, to electric you know, and waddle Tyreek Hill speed Jameer on Gibbs speed, on speed. Just crazy. Yeah, for me, I kind of I would hate to see him go to the Eagles as a Cowboys fan. But at the same time, for in terms of fantasy, I could see that working. Definitely. They didn't sign Rashad Penny to a commitment contract where it's like we need to make him our guy. You know, yeah. like he's going to have a role, but I think Jameer Gibbs could overtake him pretty easily. And I'm also thinking back to when there was actually a conversation about Alvin Kamara being moved and that maybe the Eagles potentially being interested. And mm. Jameer Gibbs is that same archetype of running back. You know what I'm saying? And the way that he plays and what he's able to skill set. So I could maybe see that that might be feasible, especially if, you know, the Eagles are back and forth on Bijan at 10, you know, like if they don't get him, ultimately they could say, okay, we'll go for the next best, best thing. And maybe Jameer Gibbs fits their scheme a little bit more, even better than maybe Bijan. Obviously Bijan's not going to be drafted for scheme. B. John Robinson's B. John Robinson. But I think that Jameer Gibbs going to the Eagles, it doesn't seem too far fetched to me. Interesting. Interesting. All right. I, You know, I, I, so
1: for me personally, like I'm looking at the Eagles, I'm thinking like maybe they'd rather have a guy like Zach Charbonnet. Maybe they'd rather have a guy who, and, and you know, pay less of a price also getting somebody who's capable on early downs. Like obviously, Gibbs is very more than capable. But do they want mm-hmm. somebody who can really pound the rock, you know, right. 15, 20 times if they need to? I don't think Jameer Gibbs is that guy. So would they rather get, you know, a Kendra Miller a little bit later? Would they rather spend that second round pick on Zach Charbonnet? You know, that, that's the kind of stuff that I'm thinking about. You know, it, it, it that, that could be possible. Tank Bigsby, maybe someone like that. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see, but it's going to be interesting, man. I think these mock drafts really bring us bring a lot of insight, you know, to to how we should expect these drafts to go, and then also how we handle our rookie mock drafts as well, you know. So right. um, I appreciate you, Zach. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Appreciate you guys. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, our rookie mock draft is going to be coming out later this week, hopefully this weekend. Crossing our fingers and our toes that that happens. But uh, appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, uh, and we'll be back next week. I'll be talking wire receivers with a very, very special guest. We'll see you guys then. Take it easy. Bye-bye.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.